Monday Night Lights podcast is back. Brian Piercy here along with Jeremy Cohn. Crunk is on the way. Head is bailed on us, apparently. A uh, late night of working for him. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? <sighs> trying to trying to keep the steam up. We got the 11-15 yeah. K-Falks game tonight. So Huge uh, matchup against uh, Dolby Realty. I, I hate those fuckers. I know. I so know. bad. Everybody hates, hates them. So yeah. uh, as always, give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Uh, email the show, podcast at mnlhl.com. We have a Twitch account. We have a YouTube account. We have Instagram, Twitter. Find those, whatever. Follow them all. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. So um, I think Crunk is probably about five minutes away, so we can start out with a little bit of news first of all. Apparently, the parts are in for the heater that Hazel Park ordered for the other rink. Mm-hmm. So... What what is your faith for actually having something happen with getting the Olympic rink back this year? Um, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I think we'll be I think we'll be in the new year. We, we I think we'll be ready. I think we'll be back onto onto the two sheets. I I personally am not. I <laughs> I I don't feel you know. I would like to think we're not going to ha- have it happen, so I'm not going to be disappointed. And then if we have it, it's a bonus, and then you can be excited uh, about things. So you're going with the uh, Jeremy Drager Michigan fan mindset, where you know I'm I'm, I'm going to set myself up to not be excited, so that they can't break my heart. Exactly. If you're, uh, you know, if you look at the worst case scenario, you're never going to be heartbroken, and then okay. it's only bonus time for you. So hmm. I don't know. I my, my true hope is. That maybe by the time spring happens, there's uh moving in that ice. They put the ice in, the rinks are back, and then hopefully we don't have to look for a new rink coming up for next year. I could definitely see a scenario where if they're not ready by like March, maybe even before then, like February timeframe. Like if they're not ready those first couple weeks in January, they're not going to fix it, I don't think. I think they're going to wait until the fall because they usually take one of the sheets out anyway, or both the sheets out really for the summer. So it's like they, I could easily see a scenario where they're like, hey, we got it fixed, but we're going to wait to put the ice in. Because it's like, that's got to be expensive, man, to put it all in just for what, like two months? Either way, is if they have a solution, if the rink's back to where it needs to be and we know it's going to be ready for fall, you know, that's what I kind of care about at this point because I don't think it would be easy finding new ice. I know we kind of looked right. this year. Obviously, if we start looking now, to say, hey, we're looking for stuff eight months from now. There's probably a better chance, but you know, there's a lot of people that have their, you know, 
rinks that have leagues that they just run themselves. If there are player leagues, they probably give them first rights. So it's right. it's going to be a difficult thing either way. You know, the possibility of moving nights. I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather just. We get a real sweetheart deal with those guys too, yeah. price wise. Plus, I it mean, sounds like price is good, so I don't yeah. want to complain. Next thing you know, everybody goes up a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, right. and then you're not happy. So it's, I don't know if every rink is going to let us uh, let all three games run late consistently <laughs> with overtimes and and shit like that. Yeah, I know there's a player league. I think it's tonight, possibly at Troy. I think you usually see like mm-hmm. player league just on the thing, and I don't know. I have I have doubts if they're letting them go over their hour, whatever time for each ice time. So right. who knows? So hopefully that works out for us. And then speaking of this ice time, he's not here to give us his side of the story, but there's a little bit of um, schedule gate going on. I'm going to call it. Uh, yeah. Mr. Hedis apparently combed through the schedule, was looking at things. The Americans only had four games. The Deeks only had five games. There was a couple teams mm-hmm. with seven. I personally don't think Drager did anything on purpose or, or malice on there. No. Uh, I mean, as a Deke, you probably couldn't have complained if you only had the five games. I Personally, I don't, I don't really mind a late game. Um, I understand some of the guys uh, with kids and such, it's a little bit more challenging. But for me, I, it doesn't really bother me. You know, honestly, it gives me a little bit more time to, to get home and unwind and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, uh, no one likes doing it. And I don't think it was intentional by any means. I think Drager intended on we wouldn't, you know, our hope was we'd only have to go the first month and then here we are in December. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally never actually looked into it real deep because I figured it was fairly fair. And I also, with the hope of when we thought we were going to get the ice back at first, I think the Maroons didn't have an 11 o'clock game That's at that right. point. Yeah. You so guys it was were, like you guys sneaking to... through the cracks, yeah. keep your mouth shut, <laughs> all of that good stuff. And, uh, you know, and then it kind of just happened. And then we got, I think we got bombarded with like three out of four games at 1130. Yeah. So it was rough, but it was kind of pay the piper. I think I might've heard Crunk come in. Did there you get is. yourself a beer yet? Well, if you want, you can go help yourself as well. Uh, we're just talking about schedule gate. So uh, yeah, I would love to hear what he thinks of his goalie combing through the, the schedule. And uh, that's not no, his, goalie. his goalie. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the one thing was, is I think Hedis originally made a proposal of, Here's how I think you should change it. He's left the Maroons as the only team with seven games, but gave us an extra 930 game because we were old men and we need, we like the early stuff. I think the but North Stars technically had an have one. an older average age than you guys. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Headphones are over there. Uh, Who's the oldest guy on your team? I would say eight. Oh yeah. We have eight. We have Simonelli. I mean, we his, have his me. nickname is old man. I but yeah. So, uh, did you have any thoughts on uh, on Schedule Gate? Fill me in on Schedule Gate. Oh, with like get, us not, get closer to the mic too. With, with us like not having any eleven thirty games. With it not <laughs> with essentially uh, had us going through the uh, schedule, writing a novel on his proposal and what was wrong and what should be the fixes. I mean, I tried reading it and I got I lost interest after about three lines. So <laughs> I needed definitely a sips notes uh, version on it, but. Uh, it doesn't really matter what time we play. So, I mean, 1130 is fine. Like some guys on our team like the 1130. They can make it to those easier than they can make it to the to the, to the the 930. So, I mean, we've had like sub attendance issues no matter the time. So I think, I, I think I'm getting slowly either old ADD or a combination of both where there's something that long and just whatever. I have a trouble with it. So sometimes I'll just copy the message, put it in Microsoft Word, 
and have it actually read it to me because it just bores me too much because I can't stay focused on what he wrote. I mean, it seemed pretty difficult. Like, he, it seemed like he made it way more difficult. Like, it you felt like follow, you could just go yeah. through the things, like, it was like with like check marks, be yeah. like one, two, three. Right. Okay, got it. Like, and just it definitely know. needed bullet points. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. we did look into it a little bit. We noticed that the uh, Nordiques and Americans, I think it was five and four, you guys played each other. Uh, well, coming up this coming week, uh, two teams that had seven games uh, played at 11.30. Everybody was cool enough to kind of flip-flop it. There was no way we were ever going to make it, so it was six all across, just with too many jumbling. So brings the Americans up to five, Nordiques up to six, and then two two other teams, the Whalers and the Maroons, down to six. I think it was the best way to handle it. Like I said, I don't see a giant jumble working. Um, yeah, so Hedis. Where I, is Hedis? Uh, I don't know. He said something about an installation of something. So I don't know if that was someone was installing something at his house. If he was installing something somewhere else. So he's not coming at all. Uh, I don't think so. I've been a little MIA. So I was, I was rushing to get here. So I have, I've been on, I haven't seen anything since six 30. So I just got done refing a game with Ethan. So over in Macomb. So we were rushing over there ref the game rushed him back home literally kicked him out of the car and then <laughs> came down here nice so i have no idea some, yeah. some of the best podcasts work out that way <laughs> yeah real quick before we kind of get into the main topic as well the jerseys did come in finally so i think we're all happy about that um crunk what are your thoughts with was the weight worth it to have the fancier jerseys no I agree with you. I personally would like something more of the printed ones that could be guaranteed or made in the U.S. four weeks, you know, beforehand. Cone, agree, disagree. Hundred percent agree. You can still do sweet logos with printed jerseys. Like you can still do custom 100%. logos. And then, and then the, the, this mindset that these guys are like, "Oh, the reversible jerseys—they're so heavy." Have Have you put on these fucking rebirth jerseys? Yeah, like like, they're they're, like five they're, pounds. Yeah. Dude. Those things are super heavy. Yeah, I think. I mean. I don't, if they don't want to do like the reversible one, you still want to get a new one every year because that's kind of like cool and like yeah. part of the charm. I think like everybody in the league, like part of your signup fee for being an MNL should be like an extra $30 fee your first time. And either you get like a black MNL jersey and a white MNL jersey. And they like, so everybody has those like as backups. And then every year you just do your normal jersey thing. And every time you have a new guy in the league, just get a black and a white. Yeah. So like literally every time you play, you could have full whites, full like at a full black that and right. It costs like thirty bucks. I know. Totally agree on that on that standpoint. That being said, I do think they turned out good. Uh got it up on the screen there. Uh quick thoughts. I know you're not a red guy, nor Deeks red. What what were your thoughts? I really regret being a stick in the mud for the past like five years, making Panty do Deke blue all those years. Because red looks pretty freaking sweet. The reds are pretty freaking yeah. sweet. <laughs> and they hit it with like the right shade of red. Um, I, I agree there. I thought the reds were going to look pretty good. And then when I saw, I think the first time I saw Drager with it on, I actually yeah. said they looked better than I thought because the red was darker. Yeah. I don't know if I'm to totally sold on the socks with the blue, like the white uh, with a little Nordiques or whatever sweet. logo on them. The Fleur de Lis? Whatever that is. Let me see. I think it's too much of the of 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 it of of the logo, right? Because we got it on the sleeves, the chest, and the stripe. But in general, I think it's it, it was it was very well done, and and I love the shade. Yeah. Next one was the Whalers. Uh, 
same jerseys last year except a green. Uh, yeah. I mean, the logo, I like it. I think it's a good logo. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more change on the jersey personally. Slight darker shade of green. I think we I agree with that as well. I think it's a little off from the Whalers, mm-hmm. uh, true Whalers green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. I mean, yeah, I, I think like that I, I logo. That's a way of making it a little bit different, right? I mean, yeah. like I had the old, like my first season in MNL was the old green, like mm-hmm. Whalers jersey. So, I mean, if you had that, like, you know, I might want to keep something different to you, like change the color scheme slightly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we had the seals. Seals went with white. Pretty much the same jerseys last year, except black as well. Uh, I don't mind the white. I think it, you know, it's a clean look. It's hard to go wrong with a white. I'm such a sucker for clean traditional jerseys. Like I, I fucking hate these color rush themes that every jersey, like every team's trying to do. I think it's obnoxious. I think it looks like roller hockey. I love it. Oh, I hate I'm, the roller hockey look too. I don't know. I'm not saying roller hockey. Like it looks like, like roller hockey. Like when the Red Wings rolled out against, uh, was a di- was a I think it was Toronto when they played in the outdoor game in Toronto, so, and they wore like the white gloves. I was like, this looks so dumb. I mean, I think, I think for one game, like out. I mean, it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. But for, I mean, for that one. But yeah. No, no, I think. I kind of like some modern looks to it. Yeah. Like, but I think the seals really knocked it out. I like, I mean, it's, it's a cool logo. And yeah. like I said, I'm a sucker for clean jerseys. The North stars, they went with the uh, old school LA Kings look. So I don't mind it. I think it looks pretty good. I think it's a little tough, obviously with them being an original team, you know, now they're trans, they went almost a military slash Kings feel last year. I would have liked them maybe to pick military last year, Kings this year. Right. But I like this jersey better than last year's. Uh, it looks a lot better in person than execution. When I saw the initial designs, I was like, maybe I'm just having flashbacks to the Seals piss yellow season, but like, I'm always a little afraid to do yellow jerseys, but it looks really good in person. Yeah, that first year Seals yellow was awful. I actually like the other, the brown and yellow, though. <laughs> that was a good look. <laughs> the brown pants and everything. <laughs> I, I dug that, so call me crazy. Uh, we had the Americans. I think the logo's cool. Uh, I like the look of it. I would have maybe liked a slightly darker gray, but that's always a tough call. It's tough with this. I don't know if that was tough, if it's tough with the seals or not. There, I think there are enough difference to not mix up, but I could see someone bitching oh, we and just complaining played, about it. I mean, it. we just played them last I mean, on Monday, and it, it was okay. Yeah, I didn't notice it. At least I didn't have any issue. No, I, no one else, I don't think, complained about it, so mm-hmm. it it was enough of a difference. Yeah. I think I think my favorite part of the jersey is the shoulders. Yeah, the shoulders. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It's almost like the uh, the Apollo Creed hat that he wears to the ring in Rocky Three. Yeah, I love the logo. R- the R- logo is really cool. Like, yeah, we liked it. We tried to switch it up a little bit. It's sweet, and and like you guys could, like, it, it actually the the like striping was actually supposed to be diagonal. Oh. I guess like Rebirth couldn't do it. Oh, and so like it, it was. It would have been like a little bit different. Yeah, 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 that would have been cool. I, I think it's really cool. I, and you can keep that same logo and rock it on like a really dark blue. That would look that's, really sharp. That's what and I, I think. Like, that I would, would like pop his beard a little bit more. Like the last game, like we played before, like we got the jerseys in. Like yeah. I was in the locker room putting on my pants, and literally the pad just fell out of the pant. And I'm in there frantically, like trying to like hockey tape my pant back together. <laughs> and so that gave me the excuse to go buy blue pants to match the jersey. So nice. Yeah. Perfect. And then the Tigers, I think it's a classic, clean look. Very classic. I still think I would have rather preferred the LSU colors, but I think that's an option coming up in the future for them if they want. Well, that was a thing that actual... uh, The LSU colors, I think, were originally is a concept that were shown to the Tigers. Like, no, we want a black. I think they looked at a dark black, a blue, and then someone gave a purple. 
I really like that, but Yellow it gives them options one. in the future. That could be pretty cool. As I just got done saying, I I like traditional hockey jerseys, but I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, like, man, a purple jersey would be pretty dope. Well, I was actually thinking <laughs> when with the North Stars, right, with like the crown logo, yeah, they could yeah. almost go like that with like the Lakers colors mm-hmm. and have like uh, that'd be kind of well, cool. the Kings that did that cool. back in the '70s, so right. that's that's part of it as well. They were actually purple and gold a lot. Well, I, they had a darker purple color for a while as mm-hmm. well. Are they back to black and silver? Who's I don't that? Know. The, the Lakers? Kings. Oh, the Kings. I think they're back to wearing their black, black. and silver. Okay. And then last but not least, we have the Maroons going with the teal and maroon. I think, I don't think Serta liked them. Uh, saw Serta going on the ice after last night, and he was kind of like, whoa, Piercy, that's a that's a bold look or something to that <laughs> realm where it was like he was trying to be nice, but I, in his face, I was like, I don't think he's a fan, but I don't know. I think they look sharp. I really like the crest on the shoulders. I think they're cool. You know, I, I think it really like could be hit or miss on people's taste, but, uh, you know, what are we going to do? Go maroon, 100% maroon every year? Right. I think it looks really cool. And yeah. I was showing I was showing some some friends and they they instantly brought up your your deep cut reference on the Mighty Ducks as your your inspiration for this jersey and I was like, dude, I've seen this movie a million times and I still don't know what you're talking about. So I got I have to go back and watch it. I'm trying to it was the Minnesota, oh, I don't even remember, but it was the team <laughs> Gordon Bombay played for when his minor league little mini right. career before he hurt his knee again. So uh Oh, yeah. yeah, someone I talked to was like, yeah, it's Gordon Bombay's minor league career. And I was like, dude, what are you? Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. So now that we've went over the jerseys, we've talked about some other news. I think the main, the main event of the evening is we had a trade. So that trade was between the Americans and the Maroons. Uh, the Americans in the deal get Turtle Tim and Q-Tip. The Maroons get Judge and Simonelli. Um should I mediate this? Yeah, why don't okay. you? Okay. <laughs> who approached who? Uh, I you initiated it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay. I guess you're I, looking. I mean, I don't blame you guys, right? You're trying to make a change. I, I, I mean, guess for my yeah. point of view is, I think I think I don't know how much Antioch was there, but it was a Doug Crunk. I think start negotiation sure. because I'm sitting there working, and all of a sudden I get a text message like from Doug. What do you think of this? And it wasn't. 100% what the offer was, so mm-hmm. don't want to always say all those names. Right, right, right. But I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I don't necessarily think this makes us better Okay. type of thing. And I was made a slight modification mm-hmm. on it, and what if we offer them this, like, mm-hmm. back? And mm-hmm. then it sounded like, a little while later, get it? It's like, sounds like they like it. What do we think? Okay. And so I guess kind of then from, let's move over to Crunk of kind of how his side was looking or working. Yeah, what was, what was the Americans camp like? Uh, I mean, the Americans camp after our, you know, crushing loss on, mm-hmm. on Monday night was uh, we've tried everything, right? We've tried right. different line combinations, yeah. playing, you know, different guys playing different positions, like every combination, everything we could do. Like, so, I mean, it would just be ridiculous for us to just keep trying that again. And I just, know. I mean, so we've got to give ourselves a shot, right? So um we i i mean we you know Antioch and i like made the decision to like you know start uh putting feelers out to see yeah. if we could switch things up and i took that as i'm gonna start making trade offers to everybody in the league and i literally <laughs> between monday and tuesday started texting every team with the exception of one or two uh yeah uh, trade offers uh trying to get something at least just the conversation started yeah. and uh 
uh ours our deal came together pretty quickly yeah, yeah so that was really quick i mean I, earlier in the season uh you know they had inquired about uh sure. simonelli so i had knew that there was some interest there so yeah. uh they were one of the teams i approached uh when we decided we needed to make a change it's hard right because like i would say all seven goalies are relatively level right so it's like you're you're, you're gonna have a hard time finding a a partner to make a trade for goalies right because i, I think every team feels fairly comfortable with their goalie setup so it's like okay maybe you're a team like the nordiques that are a little bit more like staunchy on defense but like we're the least where we have like one of the lowest sco- scoring totals so it's like Okay, but are we willing to give up defense? I'm sure you guys were kind of in that same boat where it's like, gosh, like, what do we give up? And yeah, like, I mean, where do the, we make the move? And that's really, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, let's be honest, it's not like we were coming from a position of power here. So, yeah. it was, uh, I mean, especially with the fucking Tigers, like winning two weeks in a row, I mean, they got, they've got a little hot. And yeah. I mean, that kind of really forced our hand. I mean, so, I mean, some, ultimately, yeah. ultimately, no, no matter what happens, like, we still control our own destiny. We have two games against Tigers left, sure. and we yeah. have the tiebreaker. So, right. Like those games are going to be super important, but uh, them winning the last two games and us not, it like we had to just right. switch something up. And uh, yeah, we just really just tried to make, I think every, I don't know if, you know, any other things will come out. I mean, but like everything I offered to any team was like super fair. Yeah, like yeah. I never you, was you like weren't, you weren't trying to like I wasn't trying to like <laughs> yeah like take, take all my benders and I want your I want your first rounder you know yeah for is, sure is Proctor available yeah, <laughs> right. exactly I heard Matt Taylor wants to come back right. League, right? yeah. I really think this one for one deal with Proctor would help both teams out yeah. I mean ultimately I mean I know Proctor from Aki doesn't seem fair, but <laughs> on I, paper, but I figured at least for half a season, let Proctor sub every week. Right. You know, now Proctor's you Proctor's good in the locker room, but Mackie is great in the locker room. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. Now, now here's a, I guess I'm gonna have a question for Crunk then. Did Turtle have any idea about this? Because me no and Doug were wondering about that. No clue. Uh, Doug Doug thought he, he might have. Zero clue. No clue. That he was being traded, that he was on the block. Well, I, well, first, well, another thing was is so that it kind of, you know, we were talking about it, and it's like, okay, let let's do it. And then we also thought, like, are we missing anything here? Like, what's right. going on? And we're like, no, we're like, everything has to pass a physical. Like, obviously, it couldn't be like, uh, Q-tip broke his ankle last night. Like, deals off type of thing. We're like, well, I guess we'll figure it out. I mean, when it was kind of funny, like. Oh, so, so like, you guys were talking before the game on no, 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 no. Oh, but after, it was also okay, like, Tuesday, what if they? Yeah, so what if someone got hurt after sure. the game and we didn't right. know about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty aggressive like Tuesday morning. Right, right? it wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it was like seven thirty a.m. I think really? people started getting texts on oh Tuesday morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the trade went down, and so like in my head, I'm just like, and I'm thinking like, man, if we do this trade, I hope I don't have to call someone. That was like one of the fastest trades. And, I've and seen. then yeah. then Doug was just like, uh, what do you think of this text to send him? I'm like. You, you take care of it because I was Dude, already I, nervous as it was. And I it sounded always like, made Panny do the trades. And it sounded like Turtle was just like, I'm not surprised. See, I think it's really? one of his, like, he's like, oh, okay, good luck. Great, you know, good about it. But he also said he wasn't surprised. Okay. So, like, to me, it was like, you know, him and Crunk are buddies, like, trying to reunite mm, no. the, the friends, you know, kind of letting him know, I'm, oh, I'm coming yeah, for you, yeah, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. Okay. Uh, nope. Uh, that was not part of it at all. He had no idea. Uh, no, like, there was, like, several trades like pending at the same time like sure. and that one was the one that came through i hadn't even thought about tra- trying to trade for turtle until tuesday yeah. morning are you gonna keep turtle at defense are you gonna put him up or i think it's he's like super flexible so yeah. it, i think it's gonna be game dependent and frankly i mean and 
if everyone shows up, like, yeah. well, like it might be easier decisions, but it, you know, with subbing and we have 1130 games, so I'm sure we'll have like, you know, five yeah. guys show up, right? right? We'll find out. So, um, well, uh, but they, we can change them either way. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't, we're not a hundred percent sure what our lineup's going to be with this trade. We, we think it gives us more speed. You know, we think, I wasn't surprised when I saw that Edge was a, or excuse me, uh, Judge was the guy that you guys got in the trade because it kind of fits the vibe of the Maroons. So I don't know if he was the guy that you were like, well, but what about him? Because it, like when 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 I saw that trade, I was like, this doesn't surprise me at all. It's very much, it's it's very on brand for the character of for the Maroons this season, of of guys that are flexible, guys that can move the puck fast. And, we like the flexibility. We yeah. like the the hockey smarts. Obviously, yeah. we think both of the guys we traded all. You know, they were both flexible. They both yeah. could play either way. But we just, I don't know. It was just. I think one of the things is our scoring kind of slowing down a little bit. We're still putting up. You know, Sugar's still sure. scoring a lot. That second line's still scoring a lot. But it did feel like things were slowing down a little bit. And we got a hot start last year. Yeah. And we kind of got into a drought of scoring and stuff like that. And we so feeling like, a little bit as of being, flashbacks as being yeah. new GMs. You know, we really weren't aggressive. I don't know if we were actually seeking out trades necessarily we were inquiring just to kind of see what other people were thinking right. type of thing but you know it's kind of like when we see an offer that we think can improve the team it's like let's not make the same mistake i don't want to say it's a mistake but let's mm -hmm. be aggressive what we know we're, we want to try to win the cup yeah. or the keg so we see something that we feel is going to improve the team hopefully we're right so we're going to make a run at it and at the same time i hope it helps out the america hopefully it's a win-win for both teams right yeah trades are good trades are good right and it's, that's awesome, and I think it will help both teams. I mean, like we can make more trades, right? right. I mean, like at this point, like yeah. I, I feel like it. It it honestly sucked calling calling Judge. Like yeah. I don't know how like Ty did it. Like to like to me, like I, I took Ty's lead, like and called you know, yeah, you know, called uh, called Judgey and let him know. And, like you know, it felt bad. Like I could, mm -hmm. it felt like I was crushing him. Like and I'm like I wanted like Judge on my team. Like I love playing with him, right? I mean, but. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, well, if it makes you feel better, he sent me and Doug a DM pretty darn quick, and he didn't seem too crushed about it. So <laughs> he was just trying out to burn bridges. See, like I figure this is gonna <laughs> he, like he did the Von Miller, like, oh, I, I went to bed four and four, and I woke up seven and two, or whatever. <laughs> you know? well, I tried, so like, yeah, and I said like when I said that in Slack, where I was like, the Americans are like, I still open for business. Like, I think I'm doing like everyone like the league a favor, like all you GMs, because now your yeah. players are gonna play super hard because they know if they play like crap, they're getting traded to the Americans. <laughs> now, were you consulting with Whoop on this trade so he knew it was closer? Do you think he because part of it was also general, like about what 10 minutes 15 minutes before i think even things were announced in the ivory tower uh he was like spicy trade alert getting super spicy type of thing and i didn't say anything and doug said he didn't say anything so we're like crunk's got to be consulting with whoop i 100 percent did not consult with whoop whoop has eyes and ears everywhere buddy Nothing unless happens. it was antioch or unless it, you know maybe you were Feeling out feelers to him, and I don't know if you're just like things are getting closer with other teams. I mean, I'm if you want to make like, better offers, you know, tell you every single person I talked to yesterday, but uh, I 100 did not talk to Whoop yesterday. So he has little birds out there. He everywhere. does. He has birdies everywhere. He's probably in this room right now. He's he, in the closet. He might be. Oh god, that's a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Whoop in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how I found out about the trade. <laughs> so, so we heard a little bit of the backstory. We kind of have a neutral party over here. What are your thoughts on the trade? Man, so when I first 
Reddit, I texted Panny, you know, not being a GM anymore. And I'm like, oh, the teams are making trades. What the fuck are you doing? Right? And exaggerating. But at, at first, I was like, fuck the Maroons. Like, they really, like, we already have gone to overtime with them twice. And I was like, they, they, they completely won this. I was like, God damn it, I got to deal with Judge. But then I thought about him more, and I'm like, Turtle controls a lot of the play out of your guys' zone. So how are you guys going to be able to, to to make up for that now, right? Like Turtle, that, that's that's definitely his strong suit is, is playing the puck out of the zone. Um, both of your goals last night, Q-Tip didn't show up on the score sheet, but it was because he was being a pain in the ass in front of the net, distracting me and the defenseman, caused the shooters to be able to score a goal. So I was like, man, that could really help the Americans, a team that's struggling to score. I walked out. Of the locker room last night and walked right to the glass and I was not in a good mood because yeah. we just lost. And right. I looked and I saw Q doing that. And that's probably that first goal that yes. Pacel scored, right? And he's yeah. crashing that hard. So it's like as a goalie, one, my defenseman's gone, right? He's out of the play guarding him. He's I'm distracted by this, right? And it's like he, he, oh, he's a he pain in the ass. He's plays. a pain in the ass for sure. That's I wish one of the reasons we drafted him, him. <laughs> type of thing. So yeah, we fully agree with that. So yeah. You know, I it's think, tough. You always got to give something up to get stuff as yeah. well. So, and you guys got Judge, who's, I mean, a great playmaker. He's a great. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, he, I mean, here's I a, here's another. I don't thing. think anybody would be upset like me saying, like, I mean, he was the best player in the trade. I mean, so I mean, sure. you guys got the best player. Here's another trade, factor right? that when we were talking about it, we're like, so if Turtle misses a game, we sub here. If Judge now misses a game, mm-hmm. we get to sub essentially anyone in the second true. round as yeah. well. Yeah. So we also looked at it from that up. Like that was just another bonus of us kind of like looking at the trade, kind of our opportunities, how we could, you know, help improve the team. So like if it's missing, that's an extra bonus as well. So, and then Simonelli, he's essentially, unless we sub for Simonelli with Q-tip, we essentially have the same range of subs. If right. that, if there's an out there, so, so that didn't hurt us at all. We get an advantage if someone's if that player is out as well. So we're trying to look at every angle we possibly can. I think it was a very unique trade where both teams benefited. But as far as like goals are premium in the league and judge can put the puck in the net, maybe I would give it to the Maroons. But I'm not taking anything away from you guys because I think it really benefited your guys' team right. chemistry and how because you guys are already kind of like a grittier team, right? Gum was already kind of playing that mindset and like Maki's not afraid to go to the front of the net. So now you got Q-Tip doing the same thing. Turtle feeding them the puck. Serta sniping it. Antioch yep. sniping it. I think it's going to benefit you guys a lot too. So, yeah. Like I said, I hope it works out for both teams. You know, you know obviously we don't want to get worse. We want right, to get better. Right. But you don't want the other team to, you know, we love Q-Tip. We love Turtle. Right. You know, it does other, suck trading Other Americans buddies, you know. type things. You want, yeah. you want it. I mean, want, Simonelli, well, I mean, like, they're dude, both, like, I don't know such, if I could trade guys. Simmer, like, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like, that was the thing. Like, they were yeah. both, like, really good guys. Right. I mean, I mean, so it, uh, well, it even, even as we've go, talked but, about dude, before, you're never getting donuts again. No, like, ever. No, I'm going to go <laughs> grab the pretzel afterwards. I'm going to get, like, my yeah, hand yeah. slapped afterwards. Well, even as we talked about before, you want, you realistically want every, those bottom couple teams fighting for the playoff spot. You don't want a team to be like, oh, we're clearly out. So it's like, I'd love the Americans to do on a run, unless they're playing us, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like for for the record, I think you guys are going to go on a run, just like not just next, not next week. week, right? The gotcha. week after. Then you, I, I bold prediction, you guys are going to go on a run. I mean, just after next week, sounds Because next week you're going to get your chemistry right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, trades are always fun. We have a couple more weeks for maybe another one to happen. Couple more, and uh, we'll continue on. So let's get on to some games real quick. 
Uh, first game of the night, we had the Seals 5, the Americans 1. I'll be right back. I need another beer before I talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll give uh, my half-hearted, or my half-seeing it. I know I was watching the game in the first period, probably most of the second period. It was a close game, back and forth. I think yeah. the Americans got up one nothing. I think everybody was fired up about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know... You're know all ba- you're all battling for that those playoff spots, mm-hmm. and you you know you're cheering for those higher end teams a lot of times to lose when you're trying to make sure you're there. It's like the Americans get a win, Seals don't get any points. You and I are in a situation, yeah, we're exactly. We're like we're like we want to see the upset because we want you guys to be competitive with the Tigers, right? We want that battle going down the stretch, but at the same time, like we kind of want to gain ground on the Seals. <laughs> exactly. The you know the ice was. It looked horrible. It looked terrible. Um, it was so gross. After yeah. that first goal. It looked like you're playing on a pond. You know, the Seals, they scored a couple. Then I was in the locker room. We heard the horn go off a couple more times. Yeah. And, you know, Crunk, let's get your assess- assessment of the game. I mean, it felt like a lot of the other Americans games this year where we were, for I would say, until the 10-minute mark in the second period, it was a 50-50 game. If not, the game was slightly tilted in our favor. Mm-hmm. And it was 1-1. And, uh, you know, after that, they got a couple of goals and it, you know, we just can't recover. It's, uh, it's close to a point. And there's really only been a couple of games. We've just been blown out this year, like from the jump, Mm -hmm. normally it's competitive for a period. And then it just, it falls apart. We just cannot recover. The couple of times I've, I've subbed for Kayla for you guys. I I felt hundred percent the same way where it's like, we're controlling play. We're controlling play. We're, we're getting there. It's like, okay, we just need a bounce to go the, our way. The bounce right? is yeah, just like the pucks don't go in. The Like we just missed like the pass. We just missed that. Yeah. Like the shot and just goes you know, wide. Goes like, the then, puck just chips over your stick and goes out for a breakaway. Like it's just the right. random. It, it's it, it. That's been the most frustrating thing. It hasn't been like we're just like so, mm-hmm. you know, so much worse than everyone else. Like it was just it just. It, it's good for a while and then it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. You got a new lineup, hopefully coming up, you know, that hopefully brings energy. I will say this, uh, the goal number two by the seals was totally Dave P's fault. Uh, just wanted, was that the I one just, where he didn't catch just, the pass? That's yeah. That's the yeah. one where he like, pass came to him. Yeah, he yeah, totally yeah. biffed on it. It went right to another guy. They right. went down and, and then scored did back check. I think, I think everybody said, yep. So that's all on Dave P. <laughs> I think I was standing there with you guys because it was like right in front. Just want to just want to call it out for the record. <laughs> so Dave P blamed that one on the same thing. I'll blame my like reason I like bumble fucked that st- that breakaway is I'll blame it on the ice. Ice, I- ice. It was. It, it was, probably did hop right in front of him. It was the ice. Like, like yeah. mine. I mean, I know I suck. I mean, but like still, like I chipped it past <laughs> the defenseman, and I'm like, oh my god, I finally have a breakaway. I'm at yeah. the red line, and yeah. then just somehow the puck just, just vanishes died. from your stick. It was the weirdest thing. And it happened like more than once last night. It was yeah. a weird playing surface last night. Yeah. That, that happens to me when the ice is perfect for the record. So who knows what it truly <laughs> oh, I was. Mean, I guarantee it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, but I have to say it was. <laughs> right. It was the ice. It was yeah. it's, it's, it's more, more or less fun with Dave P though. But I did see Dave P. He looked like he was back to center. Is the Dave P defensive experience done? Uh, To be determined. But they got a new lineup coming, so we don't we don't know. Dave, he's a good skater and all. I don't know if he's aggressive enough at back there. He needs to, you know, I being, mean, being a little guy, being pushed around. Sometimes he kind of... Full disclosure, I mean, the guy that I'm trying to beat to, like, stay relevant this season is sitting across the table, too. So I'm probably not going to, like, give my whole lineup strategy ahead, away ahead of time. Oh, for next oh, week. That, that's, that's, more than, that's more than fair. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Dave P did post, I think, in WBW his uh overtime championship game winner uh for one year. It was the most amazing thing ever. I, I thought Dave is definitely on his way to becoming a scorer now. You know, his kids playing hockey, he's essentially going to hockey practice, learning skills and Dave's a good center. He's a really good face-off man. He's fast enough to play end-to-end, -end, and he's a good setup guy. If you compare him with a shooter, it can be a good scenario. Yeah, and, you know, another five, six years when Dave P falls down to the sixth, seventh round, he's going to be he's great value. But everybody sees that skating ability, the fat, you know, everything else, yeah. and you're just like, ah, we can't pass him up now. And he then does it's just the like, occasional spin move that actually works, and you're like, fuck, I got to draft him in the third. <laughs> the, the, the curse is strong. I, I, want, I need the North Stars to draft him. You, know, the you sound North like Stars you're all... trying to depress his value because you want it for, for a trade. No, no, not at all. He's, uh, he's <laughs> on a trade with the same team. <laughs> I, I believe in the curse. I believe in the curse is strong, and I don't... Th I would maybe take a chance on the Ben curse, but not the Dave Peep curse. Like I said, okay. I, I, I need an auto uh, to bring Dave P on a team and see if they can break the curse. They have a lot we more tried. magic we than We tried I. in the spring, and it... Uh... Yeah, the spring it was close. Count. It was I mean, close. we got to the championship game somehow. I, I would totally be <laughs> auto zone. We did not play very well the whole regular season, <laughs> snuck into the playoffs, right? In the championship game, close game. Sounds like the Americans we scored this more year. goals in that semifinal game than I think we scored all Sounds season. Sounds like the script for the Americans right now, <laughs> right? Uh, yep, it's written. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the next game. Uh, that was going to be the Maroons versus the Nordiques, went to a shootout. Uh, with the Nordiques getting the win, technically three to two. So I'm still bitter about this game. So I'm going to let you start this no, one. Colin. I want to hear why you're bitter. Uh, we'll get to that. No, you, you, let's hear why you're bitter. Because Peso scored and the good ref didn't call it. And Peso I didn't was, score. Who, whoever it was in question, that puck that, went in. I was puck on did not the, go in. Okay. A anyway, so uh, so we'll start it with maybe it. Went in. I think it, I think it was a, <laughs> it was a good it was a good competitive game. Yes, obviously i think we good. played each other twice it's been pretty darn even both games went to overtime both games was it a shootout both games i don't I remember. think so yeah because i think you know. edge went on for you guys last time in the shootout same same type of thing as well i thought yeah. it was going hard back and forth you guys scored first uh we got our goal I'm trying to think we got the first goal peso i believe it was and then hardy got that goal right at the end of the second period yeah to me you know the the game is being refed away you know sugar's getting hacked and whacked uh, I feel like Hal had one of his calls he gets every week that is an interference call. He he like he's he he Hal's a smart guy and he uses his bender status mm -hmm. to get away with a lot of stuff. He essentially took out edge type thing. Stuff's being let should have been standing there. Things give me a break. Our first game that we played uh, the Nordiques. I'm skating backwards and Hal essentially stood there like got in my way and hit me from behind. It's like not a hit but like blocked me as a wall for my definite He's a big guy man that definite interference called there as well essentially it's proctor's coming at me type of thing he gets away with it are all you the accusing time. hal of setting the pick yes i'm yes okay 100 when i was on sugar's line last year i used to do that shit all the time doesn't I matter. basically just set the pick for sugar to go on breakaway it's one thing when it's blue and it's an open ice and you essentially do that it's an obvious interference call my phone that's like so the refs are calling the game but the refs are letting everything go sugar's getting hacked and whacked sure whatever it's letting go. And then all of a sudden with a couple minutes left, you start blowing the whistle for stuff. Like to me, the peso Boston one shouldn't have been a call. That, like that probably shouldn't have that been. That one wasn't there. I didn't really see the sugar one. It probably was borderline. The, the Q tip one, okay. But to me, when you're 
not making those other calls, you don't make these. You got to be consistent. I don't care if it's a bender, if it's not. Plus the peso goal. That was a goal. I saw it. Peso saw it. Oh, so all the guys on your team saw it. <laughs> I trust I trust I, I trust Crunk, all those people. So I don't so know. I yeah, can, I am. I, mean, I talked to that. a lot of people that were like on the on like the same plane as where the ref was, and they said they saw it. It probably likely crossed the goal line. But I also and like not like the puck was on the ice and I like did like that shimmy shake, like, ooh, the puck didn't go in. I whipped around as it's beating me. And like knocked it out of the air with my glove reaching behind my back. So like if, yeah, I'm sure if we went to Toronto, we would know that that puck crossed the line. It probably did. But the ref didn't see it that way, it, right? I, I mean, mean, from all different angles, it could look totally different. Either way, like I said, I, so I, I'm, I was bitter off of it. It's, it's more about, I mean, I feel it, like the refs were calling the game one way to start. Sure. And then they essentially, cha- the last I mean, couple you, minutes, If you want to take your, your maroon shaded glasses off, you'll realize the second goal that Sugar sprung loose for a breakaway, that was a cute little move by Turtle to not be at the faceoff dot when the when the puck was dropped. He was standing between my fucking defensemen at, at their dot to chip the puck to Sugar to Sugar go on a breakaway with two seconds left to go on the clock, dude. So I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you can play this game all, all day long. It's 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 so then don't 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 it, even it, take, it the, take the goals out of it, but to me, call the game consistent. Like I thought it was called very consistently. Yeah, I mean, there was times where like other guys were thrown into the boards and, and it wasn't called. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I it's th- hockey. Like, I thought it was one of the worst games I've seen called in MNL. So that was my opinion. I, like I said, I'm bitter. I'm admitting it. Yeah. And you know, I, I haven't said anything about it in Slack, but we're doing a podcast, so then okay. kind of comes, just, okay. comes just, out. So I'm, I'm, I'm that's what saying, I said. You know? Now let's hear your thoughts. That, I mean, we've we've been bickering about it for the past five minutes. I thought it was a great game. I I didn't. I would agree that Vasa call was kind of weak, <laughs> but the other ones were fairly legitimate, dude. I mean, um, but I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a really good game. It, it was, was a really, was really super fun. Com- game it was super competitive. Play. It was tight the whole way. Like it was like a. Those are the fun games. Like, it felt like a playoff game in midseason. Yeah. To be honest with you, it was a fun game. Like I said, I'm bitter about it. Like yeah. when you lose games like that, no, you're, dude, you're felt, always not happy about. it. I felt it, the same but, way last time we played you guys. But outside of that, like you like that, those yeah. competitive games back and forth. You know, it's always nice. You Your need a little drama. Down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world. We still got a point out of it. That's the good news. But we're never happy. You're, you know, you you want your team to be mad when those games you don't oh, go yeah. your way. Absolutely, you know, type thing. But at the same time, you you know. There's also a lot of times, too, you do need to defend your players. I mean, look at how many times Trent or someone else in the beginning of the year were like, these refs, we got to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. It's no different there. Like, Sugar gets hacked all has been he does hacked get, and he slashed does get, he does all year. Slashed a lot. Nothing gets called on him, but then he gets he gets a call like that type of thing. So yeah. it's, it's the tough part. And it, it's I've, so, drafted, I've okay. drafted him four or five times. I mean, it is true. From, he does get whacked a lot. From a ref's perspective, like, I will say most of the you know, top round guys, like if you ask any of them, like it is, they all like, say the same thing. They all say they get hacked. Right. Yeah. And it's true because they all get hacked. Right. Like the in, only way for guys to keep up with those you in know. men's league. Yeah. You're going yeah. like, if you're the guy that's attacking the puck, you're going to like, going to get hacked. And like, it's a, it's a bad situation to put the ref in. Like if you really want him to call it that way, there's going to be a lot a of lot guys of in the numbers, box because yeah. of like the talent disparity. Right. And it's very league, tough right? too. Cause or you see, you're going to see the, the mid to low range defensive and never be able to keep up with, or, right. or the, and, when the benders are falling down, it's a lot easier to make those calls. And a lot of times the benders, they really get like, in my opinion, they get called mostly for like a trip or 
like a big slash. They'll get or, called for one of those. Like but those a lot of things. the other like ones, like it, unless, unless honestly, unless Sugar like loses possession of the puck and he got hacked a little bit, like if yeah. he still just fought through it because he's just a way more talented player than right. most guys in MNL, right? Yeah, that he's not going to get that call. I know, and, and like, it sucks, right? Because like it, if to his point, it's like, well, dude, what it, the fuck? And I right? know it was the pro- same thing we are, we we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Probably the last time we had a podcast with Matt Taylor, right? Because it was basically what drove Matt Taylor to be like, I'm I'm done with this. And shit. And it's the same thing. I mean. Sugar's on our team. We love Sugar. You got to stick up for your you guys, up for your boy. type Absolutely. of thing. You can't just always not say anything as much yeah. as you know whatever. So you got to stick up for them. Um, but at the same time, we've been MNL for six years now, and we've like on our sixth group of refs. Like, are we ever gonna find? The there's right there? there's no easy solution. <laughs> I you know it'd be nice to have a bigger pool because I do think the refs kind of learn players, but they do. Yeah. You know what? What are you gonna do? I I don't think our refs are any worse than a beer league. You know our. They're tonight, literally the or a lot the of them are the same guys type of thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it is what it is. It uh, does suck. The final two, three, final five minutes of a game, the the whistles probably should be in the pocket unless if it's like super egregious. My big thing is like just consistent. Be consistent, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I want. I would like, like consistency. I think it was right. last don't, week. Don't buckle where, down in the like, final five. When minutes, I'm refing, right? like if I. You know, not that like what I do is like everyone should do, right? I mean, but like if I end up calling like some like trips and hooks, right? Like that maybe you're more on the weak side. Like I have to like keep that consistent. Like I can't throughout not, the game at least, right? Yeah. I can't just stop calling something or then start calling. Like more importantly, I can't like start calling something I've been yeah, letting yeah. go for two periods. Yeah. La- right. my, that's my biggest most, thing that's is the, where people get right? in trouble. My yeah. biggest thing is the consistency, which I felt wasn't there, and I think it was last week. Uh, those whistles were out left and right, like mm-hmm. all little small calls. Who did you guys play last week? I don't even think it was our game. It was oh. overall there oh, was whistles like left and right. Yeah. People in the box, like tons of people. And at least with those, tic tacs were going across the board. They were being consistent mm-hmm. type thing where it's like, okay, careful type of thing. They're calling stuff like be consistent across the board. You don't like those little mini calls. Yeah. But if you're doing it for everything, it's a little bit more acceptable. What I loved about our game, like I said, is it, it, it felt like a playoff game in, in 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 the middle of the season. And it felt like it was it was competitive but not dirty. It was I mean, I know there was penalties, but there wasn't, you know, the, the guys were fighting for the puck. They were trying to get the W, but they weren't no one was out there being aggressively dirty or anything oh, yeah. like that. It's yeah. one it's, it's tough, one of the you know, things that game, make like, MNL really fun. Yeah. You know, type of thing compared to you know, you're playing in a beer league team. You play some yeah. new team. Some they come out and you're dude. just like, who the fuck is yeah. this team? And they just trounce. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe next time we'll, next time through the rotation, we won't go to overtime shootout. <laughs> yeah. Although the, we've given MNL what they want. Lots of bender overtime. And you guys controlled that bender OT. Absolutely controlled it. It, it was fun. Fernandez uh, had a beautiful shot. I think he had two of them that were like grade A scoring chances. He had a nice slapper. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the last game. Uh, we had the Whalers versus the Tigers. Well, Hedis is in here, so I don't know. Did anybody actually see this game? I stayed the whole time because I started talking to Sugar. So yeah, I did not see a minute of that game. I, I was, uh, I was sulking or I was a little fuming and I just, I decided I didn't really. So I think I was in the locker room for the first period and a half and I was just like, I'm going to sound like a bitch complaining to people if I stick <laughs> around. So, uh, I just don't want to do that. So, uh, why don't you give us a little bit, uh, your, your sight on the game. What was the final score? Because I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down. Uh, 3-2. 3-2, three, two, but that apparently was a shootout, shootout for the win. That's right. Yeah. It was just a very low-scoring defensive battle. 
type of a game. Drago getting the puck again, scoring again, doing his thing. What's ironic is he actually, I think he broke the scoring, if I remember correctly. He scored the first goal of the game. And uh, he had a grade A chance coming off the boards. And like the whole, the, the M&L cheering sessions are going crazy for him. The blue light party deck's going wild. He like, the puck just kind of rolls off of his stick and it goes behind the net and then someone else picks it up. And then like a slap shot comes from the, from the boards. And like, he literally is just like skating by and like the rebound comes from behind the net, like hits him on his like backhand and he just like shovels it in. <laughs> so it's like, he had this beautiful chance, doesn't do anything with it. And then he scores that. But when you're hot, you're hot. Um, he, he might be an untouchable player for the Tigers right might, now. I don't blame them. Um, yeah, and then I think uh, we went to a shootout. Didn't Dougie Fresh score Dougie the winner? Dougie Fresh scored the game winner, and yeah, I mean it went deep into the shootout. It was it was good back and forth between Cam and and what, Hedis. If it was nice to see what Cam. Was, back. was it a move or was it a shot? Fill, fill us in. <sighs> he just did like a little like shimmy shake with a shot. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Yeah, you know there, Doug, that doesn't really surprise me, Doug. You know, just a little little, little, little shimmy shake, little, a little, little shoulder shake. You know. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really surprised we have the rule that everybody has to go before you can repeat essentially. Because we already have Bender overtime, so like the Benders we have, have the Bender overtime. We're worried about with the eleven thirty game starts. I know as someone, I don't want to go in a shootout. Like, right? If it's gone three rounds, just basically, I definitely want to go in a shootout. Oh no! no. Like we're, we're 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 at like eight or Find nine like right the now. Guy, yeah. I mean, like make it fair. Like, yeah, like you guys haven't scored. Let me try. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, as a goalie, sometends it's the lower round guys I mean, that will Doug, end up scoring. I mean, no, I mean, Doug scored. He was like you said, probably the sixth, yeah. five, fifth, sixth, seventh guy, right? Yeah. I mean, like I've everyone a chance when I've skated out. I've scored multiple times in the shootout, and I think it's because goalies are like, dude, this guy's ankles are like on the ice. He can barely oh, move, yeah. <laughs> and like you just hit him with a little shimmy, and they don't know what to do. Then the knuckle puck comes, <laughs> then the knuckle puck, and then you celebrate. Yeah, I mean, so two overtime games. What time did that game end at? Dude, I got home at like one fifteen. Oh, I'm, yeah, I was an idiot. I don't know why. Honestly, I was gonna leave. I started talking with Sugar. Yeah, I think I have pretty much an. Oh, eight. I think either you're getting robbed or Hedis is here. Oh God! Either one is scary. <laughs> well, we we well, get twenty least, minutes. At least ahead. you know we don't have to call in the Clausen PD. You're, you're not getting robbed. It's just head us. Yeah, that's good at least. <laughs> okay, so well, we were just talking about your game. Oh, were you? Yeah. Possibly game of the year. I'm gonna throw that out there. That was pretty exciting. I don't know. I thought goal with like a minute left. That's yeah. a billion times better than the breakdown we just got. It Sorry. Was... <laughs> I don't remember a lot from it, to be honest. <laughs> You're like, like, I watched I it. I watched too. it. But... I don't know. Shimmy shake. Game <laughs> over. <Tired>. I was tired. <laughs> okay, Hedis. Why don't you give us your two-minute breakdown of the game before we move on? Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, I don't know. I felt uh, that the game was uh, very... Uh, defensively oriented from both teams. Both teams kind of were afraid of the big line and then both teams' second line. So, I mean, obviously there was what? Rick, Rick Trent and uh, Justin on the first line for the Whalers and our first line was Fem Skillman and uh, uh, Fem Skillman and uh, um, Ben. And uh, I felt that we did a neutral zone kind of like, you know, let Trent and Rick bring the puck in the neutral zone, make them try to beat all three of our good players one-on-one. And for the most part, I mean, we kind of prevented those chances. Don't grant it. They did get a few uh, more towards the second and the uh, third. Oh, oh, the camera's there too, huh? The, uh, more towards the second and third period uh, when there was odd man situations with penalties and whatnot. But, uh, and in some chances, uh, a panty, for example, had a nice one in the third period where uh 
Rick was coming down the right hand side and he gave him the old of helicopter. So that was pretty spicy. But uh, for the most part, it felt like our, our first line and their first line nullified each other. So it came down to both teams uh, grind lines and uh, which was kind of like sub city. I mean, they had Pellet and Troy in. We had uh, we had Dougie and, and Drager in. So um, they had more. I, I don't want to say they had more quality chances. I felt they did because they had a couple more power plays than they, we did. I think they had three power plays to our one. So I felt when the, they were able to stack their power play for their first goal, for example, which was really nice. Um, uh, it was like Woodsy, Trent, and uh, Rick. They they had a lot of shots. They did a lot of chances. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I, we got the first goal. They got the second goal, I think, uh, in the beginning of the third period. So yeah. it was one-to-one -one going to third period after we got a nice – the Dragon scores at the end of the second period off of uh, Joel Lewis back of the boards uh, bounce. <laughs> so – that was an accurate description of what happened. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, 100%. And then uh, then Skillman had probably the nicest Tiger goal all season with like oh, a, a turnaround bar yeah. down ski mm -hmm. from like the NHL hits 2002 hotspot. You know how like mm -hmm. you shoot and your guy lights on fire? Yeah. That's what Skillman did. He got his little spot, his OV spot turned spun and picked off the bar. And then the Whalers answered right back with a minute, what, minute six left on the clock? Yeah. I, oh. I looked up and I just did one of those eyes to the sky thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Where... uh. Rick drove the puck in, dished it far side, and then they uh, brought it down low, collapsed our defense, and then they were able to kick it uh, into a screaming. I don't, I don't know if maybe Matt LaPoudre was screaming like in like a screaming eagle skating, he, but like he was kind of. He I was mean, kind of. He, he for LaPoudre speed. For LaPoudre yeah. speed, yeah, yeah. He, got, he got a couple strides in there, and yeah. then he just kind of like ripped the nice wrister, and it went like bink off the bar. I was like, oh, that was a, that was no. A yeah. I do so, remember that now. I don't know if you guys touched on OT any, but the Bender OTU is kind of exciting. It was, know, yeah. yeah. I think a couple breakdowns happened. Then we talked about Doug with the, the winner and yeah. the shootout. And the so. shootout, yeah, which was which was nice. But, uh, I mean, we went like seven shooters deep apiece. I think he was – or six shooters deep apiece. Yeah. So um, it was definitely nice to uh, win, uh, I guess, win the night with uh, Dilly coming down on me. He, he shaked, he baked, he got me to move. I just I just threw out the old uh, the old spider leg on him. So yeah. I definitely own him a pack of high noons after, yeah. after like the – for the first half second, I'm like, I went to go celebrate with him. Like, oh, he's not on my team. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, fuck it. And I'm already, I'm like, he's, he, 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 I was wondering what yeah, that was all about. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you At doing? first, I thought he was on my team. Because this was one of those, like, things, like, you win and you're, like, you're looking for your people. Yeah. For, like, a half second. And then after that half second, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Dilly. All right, well, whatever. I'm just going to go with you at this point. <laughs> so then I started, that's why I patted him on the head. So definitely owe him a pack of high noons. So I do think one of the most cockiest things I've ever seen in MNL was after Slick Rick came down for his break, his shootout goal. Hedis over here, super spicy, gives him the wave. He shoot him. He shoot him out of there. I don't know about that. Yeah, you did, dude. You took your glove and you shoot him. Get out of here. Oh, that was some that dick. was some big dick shit right there. <laughs> no, I I I, I mean I was more of like a it was more of uh I mean I I don't I don't think I like shoot. I think you it was more of like a, it was like, no, 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 it was no. more me. Honestly, it was, it was more me hype myself up. Like, oh, they're not getting another fucking goal. I'm going to stop everything. It was more me trying to hype myself up. If it looked like that, I'll take it. It makes me look like a villain. It makes me look more like an asshole. But I mean, it was more me trying to hype myself up. in the blue light party deck was like, oh, shit, shoot, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Hedis, you're here now. Yeah, sure. We'll kind of back up just a slight bit. You knew you know the trade. Yeah, I know the trade. I haven't uh, listened to you guys when I was driving down the way here. Just so. want to hear your basic thoughts on the trade. Um, I hate the mantra. Everyone's like, oh, both teams win. Can I like, can I pair it like both teams kind of lost a little bit? Can I say that? Because I want to hear your opinion. Your opinion is I, okay. I mean, first of all, I said, I hope both teams win. I okay. don't know if I said, I think, I think, I think oh, I think, I think a Coner kind of put that. I mean, yeah. on the, I feel like there, this, this trades of all the trades kind of in the past couple of years I've seen on the net lights, it's, 
it has the most like neutral players involved, but with like the highest like uh, propensity for like variability. Like I feel like you're gonna either both teams are gonna win and it's gonna be fantastic, or both teams are gonna hate this trade and they're gonna dislike it. Because in my opinion, like I'm not gonna throw like the the old rumor bill out there, but there was a few teams that were looking at Q-tip, I think, and uh, and um, I know that the Americans kind of swooped in and picked him up before a couple other teams were looking at trading for him. So because he's one of those few guys like you mentioned, Cone, where he's like mm-hmm. you or he's like. Uh, like pellet where they get to the front of the net and they cause havoc just they havoc. screen goals yeah that's that's how the whaler uh that's how whalers got their uh first goal on me yesterday that's how uh they got one of the goals on you yesterday and then they were uh, both of them were, yeah. were post-tip crashing the net uh, just re- and, you know, doing his thing and in Monday night lights where you don't have guys that have that you don't have up and down the roster you have guys that can make that single player individual skill play you rely on you know rebounds and getting pucks like and like chaos in front of that to score chaos, so yeah. yeah so i mean q-tip's got a high upside turtle can play I mean, they both can play up and down your guys' lineup. Same thing with like, uh, um, I guess the Maroons. I feel like you mentioned that the Maroons got the best player in, in the in the trade. Yeah, I do like skill wise. I do agree with that. Yeah. I don't know if Judge is the type of goal scorer that um, that like you know maybe the Americans respect him to be, or he kind of he's is, like or, a bona fide goal scorer, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. Like I, he can put the puck in the back of the net, but he's not like that guy that like every time he has the puck, you're like, oh, he's gonna score I, a goal. I feel like I see. Yeah, see, that's kind of me. I feel like more Judge is a is more of like a better playmaker. But the mm-hmm. good thing about the Maroons and Maybe you guys lost, yeah. Maybe you guys lost a little bit of your your roster flexibility by trading away two guys that are like guaranteed forward defense or can go forward defensemen. I feel like maybe Judge and your guys lineup has to play forward, but like him and Peso together, oh, that that sounds so scary. If they can learn I mean, how to play together and pass, the our, puck our and thoughts all that with Judge is with yeah. the Americans. He felt like he had to do a lot of stuff on his own. He felt like yeah. he didn't have a lot of hope he, or help. He was moving. He was. That's <laughs> oh, how you really feel. <laughs> Real slip there. But, uh, yeah, we we felt like there was a lot of. Uh, we feel like if we can get him on a line where he feels like he has more help, can pass the puck around more, and not re- rely on other people, it's going to hopefully open up his skill set. Is our our mm-hmm. thinking there? We know he's a highly skilled player. We know he's a good skater. You know. Mm-hmm. The only thing he has is every once in a while he has a lot of tires uh, being blown. Outside of that, he's a pretty complete player. You know, I think he played club hockey possibly at Western. He always has a it was, little. It was his girlfriend's girlfriend. Yeah, but <laughs> either way, I mean, he, he played he, high level. He looks the part. Though. He looks the part. Yeah. Right. So whatever we we think by you know he might not be that guy is like a first round pick that you throw him out there like a, a Proctor. Or, you know, those guys that give me the puck, I'm on an island. He's not necessarily one of those guys, but he's a really good player. You put him with the right guys, he's going to excel. We think by putting him on our team, that's what he's going to do. And he's he's like defensively responsible. He may not, you know, he may not be out out sniper, but he's also defensively responsible. So if you pair him with, for example, Peso. Real real smart player. Yeah. It allows Peso to not have to be defensively responsible. So so (laughs) deep anyways. Yeah, I mean, like, Peso will still bet. I mean. Back, I know that's a heresy word to Troy Otto. Peso still backs checks. Yeah, actually, may, hey, he's he's yeah, he's no, become yeah. a very defensive, responsible forward. Yeah, maybe not yet. Yeah, not all, like not 180 feet down to like you know between the hash marks and the yeah. hash marks, but it it matters. Um, so like I said, I don't know. I feel like this may. I my inkling is I feel like I mean I feel like for a lot of teams it's kind of like this week, last week, week before you wanted to kind of move your rosters, you want to make a trade, but we're getting to the point in the season where it's like it's almost in my mind almost too kind of late to trade because I mean we're like a little over the halfway point and then like the end of the the second rotation it's done there's only six games left after that I mean America's only two games back of us I think they're three games back of the Maroons or three and a half back of the Maroons technically you're only two and a half they're they're 12 points behind okay yeah so I mean 
there can be some I mean, games it's really between yeah, the two of us. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really the only ones we really have a realistic shot against. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so I mean, it 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 can it can work. I just think for the I, I thought you what you guys might have done was take one of like your higher level guys and just trade for more like and trade for two depth. more middle guy, depth. Yeah, yeah you, should ask, to, you should ask Skillman about yeah. that. But <laughs> I I mean, it it depends what everybody <laughs> wants, right? So and like what and like how people you know value their guys. So um I. Yeah, just it just means your guys' lineup will probably have to be kind of similar to ours, where you have like a, a star line or in the way there's a star line and a star line sort of thing, right? So and then kind of moving on as you're talking about, just threw up the uh, standings on the on the screen. Uh, we have you know three teams that have played ten games already: uh, Seals, Whalers, Tigers. So one of the things is yes, the Tigers are five points ahead, but they're one game ahead as well in mm -hmm. games played. So that does help your guys' case if you win your next game. And I think they're on the buy. I'm not sure. Yeah, we are. On but the all buy. of a sudden, now you're two points behind, and that's right. very doable. Five points sounds like a lot, but with that game, Chip that's, that's and a if big I thing. If I believe, if I'm right, we play the last game of the season against each other. Ooh. The second to last. I think that's no, right too, because last. you guys. You know, I think you guys played yeah. the last we game. We played the, the last turn. game of the season. Yeah, yeah. at the nice. 9:30 slot. Ooh, <laughs> Who would have thought? Time. <laughs> It's it would be pretty it sweet. I mean, if it can, if we can make it work where it comes down to that game, that'd be pretty cool. That would I mean, be cool. it's almost like a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, the top two teams in the league right now, the Seals and the Whalers, both have ten games played. Uh, the next three, you know, are at the nine games. So Maroons, you know, they're starting to get out of that hunt for that, uh, you know, buy. But you know, with a win this coming week, it could put us right back in there. But you know, we're looking fairly good for the playoffs still. So you know. I think, you know, obviously it's a very competitive year. I think, you know, the mm -hmm. Americans haven't necessarily been competitive. Hopefully this trade will help them. But outside of that, you know, the Tigers haven't had the best luck, but they haven't been an easy team to beat. Hedis coming back from his, uh, it's been huge, you know, has been a big help yeah. as well. So just having uh, consistency. In that, uh, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. what, that, that's the biggest thing yeah. I think is just, just having, having consistency. Even before the trade, after our loss in the locker room, it was just like, we, we think we can beat anybody in the league, yeah. but, Possibly anybody really in the playoffs, roster. anybody in the league can also possibly beat us. So yeah. that's the scary part. Yep. The other scary part, and like I said, we're looking more and more. The chance of us getting the buy is going down. Having that one game just sucks because really anything can happen. Yeah. We saw what happened last year with the Tigers. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the big thing was the Tigers last right. year. Right. I mean, they were down for the count, and then all of a sudden they, they win a game next year. Yeah, they were looking they win a series. You know, and in the everybody, the poor Tigers, the poor Tigers are yeah. horrible. They win a couple games, they sneak into the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're in the finals. It's yeah. like, so why can't it happen this year? I mm -hmm. don't know. Especially I, with our competitiveness. Yeah. Anything can happen. Any given Monday. Gotta get in there. So uh, when's the next trade going down, Crunk? Make me an offer. Uh, I, I I'm not the lead negotiator. I'm I'm the back end guy that reviews a trade and says no, yes, and then like just make tweaks. Uh, Doug's a lot more uh, personable, and uh, I think Cone can talk to his people, even though he's not a GM, and his people will talk to other people, and then you know a trade might happen. But I stay out of it, man. I enjoy not being a GM. Just <laughs> you know, showing up and stopping pucks, man. It's so much easier. <laughs> and then you're still in the ivory tower, so you see any yeah, gossip I still going get to, on. You know, dabble in there, provide. I'm like middle management, Piercy. I get to give an opinion on things and then like not actually do anything. <laughs> assistant, assistant to the regional manager. Right, yeah. there, there, there was one time this year that I was almost like, we should kick him out of the ivory what tower. What I do? I think it, someone asked you to ask uh, ask the goalie channel something, and you oh. refused. And I'm just like, 
Dude, I was like super stressed at work and that nothing pisses me off more than like, can you ask the goalies? And I'm like, tell your fucking goalie who's going to miss to ask his goalies, right? Why is it yeah. my responsibility? I'm not the liaison for the goalies. Yeah. Shit drives me wild. No, I mean, uh, yeah. I, it, it was it does, like, well, you're, like you're, in the, you're in the channel anyways. It's not going to hurt you type of thing. And I'm just like, if he's not going to be nice enough to do that, like, why is he in here? I had a really shitty day at work that day. And you're right. I did deserve to get kicked off that. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't care that much. But it was just like, why is he here then? I do. I, I can, like, actually 100% remember that. Like, my boss was, like, getting on me about some stupid shit. And, like, yeah. That was... ah, it's it's not the end of the world. We can laugh about it. I, I like how it's just like, why is he here? And you're like, oh, I could see that. Yeah, maybe. Uh... But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Pettis? Do you have anything else you want to cover? I mean, I don't know if you guys did your Tony Romo like over unders or anything. Do we do we have time? I mean, we got yeah, the K Fox here. We got 10, 15 bit. minutes. Okay. If you guys want to dive into I wrote it down. Vince, yeah, heckin' yeah. Bin it up, baby. Man, oh, oh yeah. I, I, had, I had one over under too. So. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I got a couple scenarios out there for about halfway through the season, and I'm going to put a, put a pr prediction out there. And you guys tell me, are you guys going to buy that or are you guys going to sell it? So. Uh, the Tigers, Drago, man, when you look at that top scoring in the league, you see a bunch of green there, and then you get one red, and it's my boy Drago up there in the top 10 scoring, tied for the league or his team in goals with five. Is he going to? I think he's going to finish in the top 10 in scoring. You guys going to buy or sell that? I'm going to give it the old. I'll, I, well, he's your I'll boy. Go, he's right. my boy first. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say he's like he's not. I'll give the old dragon. Yeah. yeah, I think I he, think he could do it. I think he's gonna end up tied for for tenth. Yeah, in the, for top ten scoring, he'll end up because there's like, a big cluster of guys that score like the seven to eight goal range. Yeah, he'll end up with eight goals and like mm -hmm. eight goals and we'll say like one assist or two assists right. and be tied. This for is tenth. just goals. This oh, is oh just, just goals. Just put oh, the puck in the net. Oh. I'm That's selling. All he does. He's had an assist. Oh, that hundred percent, hundred percent. No okay. questions about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. Uh, you know, obviously he's had a great run, but you know. Statistics say that this will not last. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to start putting their best defensemen out there against him. They're going to start cheating on him. <laughs> Pay a little more attention to him. The mission's going to be we have to shut down Drago. So right. I think there's just going to be too much attention brought to him to have him be able to keep it up. Double teaming, you know, throwing him down on the ice, maybe mm -hmm. taking a few what? penalties is like, Ooh. you know, setting the tone for him to be like, we don't put up with this shit here. Right. Yeah, I'm going what? in the box for five minutes. Yeah. But you're gonna remember you're not, that, and you're, you're gonna think was twice. Troy and Otto not in the ice against Drago the entire uh, night, uh, time know. last night? He was. Was, was he was. a shadow? He was He's shadow a shadow. Drago. Yeah, yeah, that was the assignment. Desert Swarm. Desert Swarm Drago. I'm gonna selfishly say that he does finish top ten. Why I selfishly? Would, selfishly, I think if. Drago ends up in the top 10 of scoring. Yeah. That's probably not good for the Tigers, I would Ooh, say. Okay. Ooh, I, I like the go strategy. With like the, okay. Yeah. I so like it. I would then say that would be good for the Americans uh, and something that we would need. So I will say, yes, he does finish. Go Drago. Okay. Nice. I, I like that mindset. So real quick, I think the, the Americans, we've kind of talked about a little bit. One win on the season, just executed a trade. I think they're going to go on a little bit of a tear here after next week. Um, I think they'll end up finishing the season with four wins and be yeah. very competitive at the end of the season. Would you guys buy or sell that? Four wins would put you guys pretty much with the Tigers at that last game of the season to win it. Four wins, you're saying total? Four more wins for five wins total. 
That, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell. Out. I'm gonna sell. Okay. I'm gonna sell that. The reason I'm gonna sell that is because I think for my math through the years, usually mm-hmm. twelve points. The, the magic points usually twelve only points 12. are yeah. under is what the team that misses the playoff makes. Mm-hmm. I can't see the Tigers are already at eight. That's tough. So just mathematically, uh, throughout the years in MNL, it says that the team that misses the playoffs is gonna have twelve points or under. So I have to sell that number just based on statistics alone. Okay. Bring the mathematical approach you're buying obviously. i'm gonna buy the number yeah yeah can i like add extra odds to buy four not like the four and over and sure just, yeah, like, yeah yeah i'll, absolutely. Take, I'll, I'll take the four i mean okay. two wins against the tigers i got that one chalk and then check, check. okay yeah check check and i just gotta find two other wins so. well you're gonna beat the maroons because you're gonna fire up q-tip and turtle <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna buy that now you just need one more would you do you think they can get to five I'm, wins what, five wins yeah. no i'm 100 selling that okay I, I hate i'm sorry but like and even if so, even if the because there's only you guys have nine games left. I mean, you have you have, you have a game in hand, correct? Mm-hmm. So technically, you have seven They've games. Only played. I mean, uh, that's our roadmap. Is we, we they beat, have we, seven games. We left. beat them it's twice. Sixteen yeah. total yeah. games. Right? They played. So yeah. even if they beat, you I mean, even to if beat you them. technically beat us got twice, a, a and you through the rest of the league at a couple they of go, those teams they twice. They have to go four and three the rest of the way. Yeah, they're not. No, it's not happening. Hundred percent not happening. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, like I could see why. Well, see more likely what could happen is. I could see you getting to like 12 or 13 points or something if you get some like OT losses in yeah. there mixed in there. Sprinkle those are most likely, yeah, those are more likely result for between our two teams because like yeah. our two teams can muck it up. Steal a couple. Yeah, try to steal. Yeah, like I mean, uh, last night against the Whalers, right? Yeah. Like we had a point guaranteed, but no matter what, we could we get two, could we get one to shoot yeah. out. You never know what happens, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel I like mean, Drago that, could get really hot, score I mean, a bunch of goals for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And, I feel like right. that 13 Don't point mark. It. I feel like that 13, 14 point mark's kind of where it's at. Where the, where's the Maroons at right now? A point wise? They're at 15. They're at 15. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be high hard to get anybody catch, catch it, them. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, it's possible. It's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but for me, I mean, just because I have, I'm playing on the Tigers and right. everyone, if you're trying to catch a team, I got to sell it. You're wrong. Yeah, I got to sell it. So kind of like flipping the script and going to the top end of the league, you look at those top five teams, there's only four points separating those guys. So we're all basically still in the battle for who's going to end up going to to get the bye week the first week. Would you buy or sell the fact that the Nordiques and the Golden Seals will end up being the teams on the bye? Both I'm, sell- I'm selling that. I would say right now my pick would be the Golden Seals and the Whalers. I'm still going with those. Yeah. Um, Whalers are know. good. The Nor- the Nordiques, they're they're a solid team. Obviously, they played us tough, but they're yeah. they're like the Maroons. Anybody can beat them, but they can beat anybody as well. What makes yeah, hundred percent. And I want to circle back to something you said. Yeah, what do you guys think? Um, those two teams in particular, I would, I also would have to sell. And not that I, you guys have a good team. Yeah. I just don't think it's. I mean, everyone keeps counting out the North Stars when when specifically Chad Polinski is in the lineup. That's right, Chad. <laughs> Heard it here first. Tip Draft jar. picks going up. Tip jar, emoji, Drake Horn. When he's in the lineup on their second line, like the North Stars are like an impossible, like, it, yeah, they have five. So yeah, when he's in the lineup and yeah. on their second line, they're like four in like, they're four, one and one. Yeah, four, one and one, I think, or four, two and or yeah. They're four, one and one, or they're four, two and one. I think he's missed two games. Or, but like, they have like, their win percentage is double. Like yeah. he, he, and especially when they were on that, like win, win five for five, whatever streak, like he, he, st- he is the stir as Uncle Whoop says, for that drink in the second line. So for me, I feel like the North Stars will be one of those two teams. And I think just because Uncle Whoop has that, you know, has the Pete angst and they have, uh, you know, some past 930 games and mm-hmm. Pete shows up, 
and the seals get their mojo that's going. That's true. The Pete, yeah, they're that's better their, when they play later because they get because Pete has Chad the conflict Blinsky with the currently eldest. a plus three hundred and uh, <laughs> and the money odds for uh, league MVP. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I would take well, that. I'll but take uh, that too. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say probably the Steel, seals, North Stars, and then if the trade goes how you guys want it and like it's the roof, then I would actually put I put you up there. You're three T. Uh, the Maroons, Maroons, Seals, and, and more likely than the Nordiques. Yeah, unfortunately, just because. I mean, of all the teams, like scoring wise, was the that top the answer, teams, or was it just the top two teams? Right? Just the top two teams. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. either, yeah. Just wondering. Uh, you no, talk. No, no, no. You talk. You talk. Go ahead. I'm just like rabbling on. <laughs> so, uh, I was actually going to agree with you and say the seals and the north stars. Uh, seals and north stars. Yeah, those are the two that I think. Um, one, they the north stars have a game in hand, so yeah, they're two points back, but right. I mean, they still got another game, um, and. I don't know. Troy's got a real a knack for like if there's something not quite right in his team, like he will make a trade. Like and yeah. so and he also finds ways to like make his team better just by like coaching someone, like coaching like <laughs> how, yelling, how do you how do you get discriminate yelling at yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fear of being yelled at. You Maybe. Just, yeah. And then, <laughs> then you get traded. Yeah. So <laughs> super quick, you wanted to circle back to something? Yeah, I just the Nordiques are just a, a really unique team and 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 like you said, it, we have the ability to beat all Go 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 through the round and and, and beat an, an entire all six games in in a round of games, but I can easily see our team losing all six of them too because we've probably played the most one goal games. So yeah, the Nordiques with twenty four goals for fourteen t- plus ten, which that makes it look good. But it know. makes it look good. Our goal differentials tied for top in the league, but it's because we have a really goal because you've been playing out of your mind. <laughs> it, it, Good defense yeah. in front of me. I was about to say, and yeah, I feel, like, I feel guys... like the last couple of games you've actually, you guys have scored a little bit more goals where the beginning of the yes. year, your we, goals oh for were super low, which we, ma- makes it scary. And that's the tough part where your team is, you're winning those games, but you're struggling to score. It puts that extra pressure on your defense, on your goalies, yeah. uh, everything else. But yeah, we're hitting 1030. Yep. I think we should wrap it up yes. from there. I had one seller buy. So league perennial favorite. Everybody loves probably proctor this year he only has nine goals by the end of the season will paul proctor meet the 20 goal mark or and more or will he be under 20 goals under under i'm gonna say under under as well he's on he's on your team you mean you don't need to be honest yeah i mean you guys are on a high score team you guys kind of do have him on an island a little bit but we have him on a bit of an island well not not, i mean not a super island ct sets him you know yeah he plays a different style and i think he pairs well with ct i think he'll get to the 20 goal mark i think think he he started the season off slow and i think he'll. i do i do must say that i four spot any night right yeah i mean he scored really easy i mean scored both of our goals last i i i did notice and i i have to think it was by design that the nord uh the nordiques put Proctor on the opposite side of me. I don't know. They, they, no. they wanted to keep him away. Very and, and the we one wanted to keep him away from the practice shopper. The one yeah. time he came at me one-on-one, what happened? I poke-checked it, away from, it away from him. Yeah. So, I saw you even taught Turtle Tim that move, too, because Turtle did it a few times. So. Piercy did a little... <laughs> See? That's why we made the Piercy trade. did a little shimmy, a little curry, sh- curry yeah. stuff, curry shimmy after he uh, <laughs> poked it away. So. I, I just got to point that out. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> Those are great games. You know, there, there's a reason I'm called the Proctor Stop. There's a reason. But yeah, we got a game to play, so we are over. Go, okay, K-Fox. Okay,